a first reading today as for the past few days our regular readings are from the very last book of the Bible the book of the Apocalypse which in many ways is a difficult book to read um, it's not history, it's not prophecy in the normal sense but it's, it was written to encourage the early Christians at a time of great persecution when it seems, seemed as if they were going to be completely wiped out and this book was written to encourage them and give them hope that no matter how bad things may seem to be that God still has us in his care and is guiding us <clears throat> One of the lovely things about the book of the Apocalypse is that it's the very last book in the Bible and the end of it, the last two chapters, um, are a vision of a, of a new world, a sort of a, a new Garden of Eden, like the Bible begins with the Garden of Eden and it finishes with a, a new creation altogether. So our reading today is from chapter 10. Uh, again, a, a part of a vision to encourage the early Christians Maybe you know what it's like if, uh, I don't know uh, how many people who are watching or uh, with us uh, like very spicy food. But you know sometimes if you, uh, you take a mouthful of food and it tastes grand and then about a minute later your mouth goes on fire. Um, two different experiences and it's like that here. Uh, the idea of eating a scroll, the word of God, which brings sweetness into our lives but also reminds us that uh, there's a challenge in it to, to us all as well. I, John, heard the voice I had heard from heaven speaking to me again. Go, the voice said, and take the open scroll out of the hand of the angel who stands on sea and land. I went to the angel and asked him to give me the small scroll, and he said, Take it and eat it. It will turn your stomach sour, but in your mouth it will taste as sweet as honey. So I took it out of the angel's hand, and I swallowed it, and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach turned sour. And then I was told, you are to prophesy again, this time about many different nations and countries and languages and emperors. The word of the Lord. And so we remember that God's love and guidance is not just for a small group of people, um, like in the church itself, but for all the peoples of the world. And we respond with the psalm now, Psalm 118, part of it. The response is, your promise is sweet to my taste, O Lord. Your promise is sweet to my taste, O Lord. I rejoice to do your will, as though all riches were mine. Your will is my delight. Your statutes are my counsellors. Your promise is sweet to my taste, O Lord. The law from your mouth means more to me than silver and gold. Your promise is sweeter to my taste than honey in the mouth. Your promise is sweet to my taste, O Lord. Your will is my heritage forever, the joy of my heart. 
I open my mouth and I sigh as I yearn for your commands. Your promise is sweet to my taste, O Lord. So we stand to greet the words of the Gospel. Alleluia, alleluia. The sheep that belong to me listen to my voice, says the Lord. I know them, and they follow me. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. We're continuing St. Luke's Gospel now in weekdays and our reading is from chapter 19. Uh, the Just before this was um, about Jesus arriving at Jerusalem. And I don't know if any of you have ever been to the Holy Land and visited Jerusalem uh, there's a particular spot you come over a hill the, uh, um, from Bethany and coming down the hill there's a valley in front and then facing you right there there's, you can see the whole city of Jerusalem and there's a church there called Dominus Flavit which means the Lord wept Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem because um, of the, the fact that they were not listening to God's word and then this reading follows where he comes to the temple, reminding us that not just the temple, but our church and our world, we need to um, see how, how we can uh, be free from the evil, the, the wrong ways that we go. Jesus went into the temple and he began driving out those who were selling. According to scripture, he said, my house will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a robber's den. Jesus taught in the temple every day. The chief priests and scribes with the support of the leading citizens tried to do away with him, but they did not see how they could carry this out because the people as a whole hung on his words. The Gospel of the Lord. We take a moment to reflect on that now. So we remember Jesus there calling people to a new way of life to be more faithful to, to God's calling to them. That's just as true for us nowadays and it has always been true in the history of the church for 2,000 years and not just the church but all human institutions, governments, countries, empires and all of that. We can all go very badly wrong. We can get caught up in, in, in injustice. And yet the hope is that if we listen to Jesus and follow his guidance that we can find a new way which can bring us into the way of hope and peace. And this is what, part of what we celebrate at every Mass, that Jesus, in laying down his life and even weeping like he did over, over Jerusalem, that he calls us to a new way of life and that love and life will never be conquered by death. Death never has the last word because Jesus is our way and our truth and our life. <laughs>